world is going through an expansion of consciousness, a changing of the ages, and many of us are on an awakening journey. I want to explore what all of this means and share people's personal stories so we can relate, enjoy the mystical experiences, and perhaps connect some more dots. Everyone's journey is completely unique. I'm your host, Wendy, and this is Light Always Wins. Hello, today I have Carrie Sosha on the podcast. We just met, but it feels like a reuniting. Uh, We found each other on Instagram and saw each other's videos and we're like, I think I know that person from somewhere. And we have no idea from where, but when we got together, we realized we really bring out each other's inner child and creativity and we, we just, we had a really fun conversation. I think you'll enjoy it as well. And um, also, I had this idea come through after we talked, like immediately after we talked. And I am hosting a New Earth Roundtable. Um, I'm going to do it on YouTube Live. And it's going to be like a Zoom meeting where I invite uh all lightworkers, if you're interested, to bring your vision of new earth to the table. Um, It's intended to be a space of creativity and unconditional love. So I'm not looking to uh, talk about destroying any old systems or anything like that. They're doing a great job of that themselves. So I want to talk about what do we want to see What do we want to create? You know, what steps can we take to get to where we want to go? And just completely from a place of love, not fear. And so if you're interested in that, um, you can contact me on Instagram uh, at light.alwayswins. Or you can email me at lightalwayswinspodcast at protonmail.com. And... Yeah, just hit me up if you're interested in joining. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Carrie. She's so much fun. I did. I pulled a card. So this was, I'm laughing because I realized today this was my first deck that I ever bought. Oh, cool. I think I've seen that one, but I don't have it. Yeah, the Wild Unknown, the Animal Spirit Guidebook. I walked in a store and it was like this gorgeous jewelry store, right? I was in like a market center and I'm looking around and then I see this and I was like I'm supposed to have that and so instead of buying I tried on like these gorgeous necklaces and earrings and I bought this (laughs) (laughs) I bought my first deck and so I was like what I asked today I was like okay this is the deck I'm gonna use just to pull a card for our uh, podcast interview and the one that came up was the black egg whoa do you mean to read it yeah Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So it says the black egg speaking from an authentic voice, the truth, the black egg contains one of life's essential treasures, the truth inside of it resides, no confusion, excuses, small talk, noise, or lies, not even white ones. This living and breathing vessel harbors only that which rings true. When this essence is in balance, we speak slowly and clearly. We are drawn to activities like writing, reading, teaching, singing, or perhaps public speaking. 
Sounds draw us in, books draw us in, the concept of truth itself draws us in. We start asking questions like, what do I know to be true about myself? What is true about the world? When the energy of the black egg is not yet, yet accessed, we speak from an unsure place. We say things others want to hear, gossip, or repeat, repeat stories to justify our subpar behavior. We might even try to convince ourselves that we have no inner truth at all. The energy of the black egg hovers and waits for us to reconnect. It is available at every moment in every situation. It is the epicenter of truth, the birthplace of our voice. And then it says the black egg is basically like correlates with the fifth chakra. The subtle essence of this card resides at the base of the throat, which my throat right now is literally on fire. <laughs> uh, the ancient sages saw this center as the hub that governs our speech and expression. It translates as especially pure. And then the balance of the center is important for all of us, but especially essential for writers, editors, musicians, and teachers. Wow. Right? So I was like, this is perfect for this. Let's, we're keeping it real today. <laughs> it real. So, like, okay, this makes, thanks for the nod. You know, thanks for the little cosmic wink. Like, it's crazy because my friend Sarah, who's been on the podcast, she yeah. tells me my, my realm is truth. Mm. So that's so interesting. Yeah, I think you feel that way. Probably, yeah, I was like, that actually is my truth too, or like my realm is is truth, even when it's hard to like express it. Like that's even most important is to be able to stay firm and like speak to that, like from your center. Mm -hmm. um, yes, like totally. That's why I was like, okay, thank you. Like we're supposed to be doing this <laughs> and it talked about a reconnection too and it's like here we right. are reconnecting yeah. after who knows where we know each other from but we I definitely know. Well, when you were talking them. about um you were talking about the witch trials right and your mom said she was in them right and you were with her mm -hmm. and like that instantly like resonated. I was like, oh, I so know there's like a group of us. It just like instantly, that's like what I got that we've practiced this beautiful um, healing before together. Yeah. I, um, I looked back at that, um, what I had written about that. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting because I wasn't necessarily um, so it was like, you know, I was writing about how Harvard led the witch trials and how it basically was a bunch of men who were threatened by women who had this knowledge and connection with the earth and were able to heal. And it's like, it's a great power. I mean, yeah. that's how they yeah. saw that and they didn't yes. understand it. So where I went in my writing that I was so mad about, I wasn't even necessarily so mad that they killed the women. Mm -hmm. What I was mad about is how far they had strayed from nature. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Isn't that interesting though? Like, yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is interesting. I mean, for me, I, I listen to that and I hear both, right? Like that, yeah. it, 
painful to hear that they were so afraid of, you know, these natural gifts and, and intuition and wisdom and connecting with earth that they had to, there's so much fear, yeah, you know, that they had to take others lives to, yeah. to, to keep their own existence going, you know, but that makes sense. I wouldn't have thought of it that way. Like yeah. you were so upset that they had strayed so far from well, it ties you know? into what we're going through now too, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I think that's what got me going yeah. writing about it is yeah. that I, I learned that Harvard was the ones who led the witch trials and it just okay. something snapped in me and I grabbed my journal and I just started writing. Wow. <laughs> I, just yeah, like, I haven't like dove into that, um, that piece of history. So, but listening to your, um, interview, you know, it's, was it Allison who interviewed you? I don't, I think I talked to, um, oh yeah. The one that, yeah. Allison interviewed, right. that interviewed yeah, you for story. you to share your yeah. story. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, like I, th- what clicked was like, I want to dive more into this piece of history. Like I've watched Outlander, you know, and like totally was like, I know yeah. I've been like a healer for like many lifetimes and I'm speaking up and doing the work, you know, and letting it be out there, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, I wonder with this, um, this witch thing too, it's like so many of us right now that are like awakening resonate with Mm -hmm. that, um, persecuted witch, Mm -hmm. like persecuted Mm -hmm. truth seeker, you know, like we all, I don't want to say all, but most of us, that hits us somewhere. So it may not have even been that lifetime Mm -hmm. and it could have been, but, um, sometimes I wonder if we even just uh, tap into different points in history where that energy is super strong. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would say like a lot of us are really familiar with that particular point of history, the Salem witch trials. I mean, you learn about that in school, right? Um, I didn't, I didn't learn about it in school. I mean, of course I've been fascinated with it, watched movies. Um, mine has been more of like watching movies or, you know, series around it. And I've just been so fascinated by it. And my kids will be like, mom, you're a, you know, my daughter, mom, you're a witch, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And it's funny because I'll instantly almost have resistance to it. Mm. Um, and I was listening to a different, like a different podcast yesterday called the almost 30 podcast. And they had on, um, mama medicine. Do you know, Deborah, her name's Deborah. Anyway, she was saying how, if you look at history, you see how the witch was portrayed and like, she was this ugly, you know, scary, evil person. And so you look at like Disney and how they've portrayed the witch and how, you know, when my daughter, you know, she's like the truth, she's like the truth speaker, you know, and like right. in my realm, right. Okay. She shows me the way. And I was like, oh, wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, my husband always says, you're Glinda, the good witch, Aww. you know, cause you look at, even you look at the wizard of Oz, like I was terrified, you know, by the witch, Yes. That ended up, you know, you see the house fall on her feet and then her feet just, and you're just like, oh, 
but yeah. he's like, no, you're Glinda, you're Glinda, Carrie. And I was like, that I can, yes, I like, I feel that energy, you know? Oh, you just, so. I just pictured a scene, the scene where <laughs> Glinda goes, oh, don't be afraid, my dear. Right? You know, it's like face that witch and yes. don't face the shadow and love it. And, and you know on. what's you know what's really weird is my daughter wants to dress up as the Wizard of Oz, like the characters this year for Halloween. And I'm like, who am I gonna be? <laughs> I couldn't, and I just now was like, wait, I know who I'm gonna be. <laughs> Glenda. Dude, it's funny. You want because... to be Dorothy, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I uh went to sleep watching the Wizard of Oz every night of my childhood. And uh you did too crazy and my mom was the wicked witch for halloween when i was like three and she came out from her bedroom and like she had a fake nose and the green face and everything and she was like "Ah!" (laughs) and i ran off screaming (laughs) i would have I think I would have like never come out. I'd be like, see ya. <laughs> she felt so bad. And then oh my God. I was a cowardly lion three years in a row. See, that's the person I wanted to be was the lion. Like my intuition uh-huh. said the lion. I even wrote recently about the Wizard of Oz and like how I'm having to like get in touch with like my 10 man mm-hmm. and the lion yeah. and like, you know, have the courage to stand in my truth and like the 10 man having to like you know oil myself up so that I can like get out of freeze mode and start living you know be in your heart yes be in my heart and my truth yeah so I love this wizard of Oz now well okay so there's this podcast called know thyself podcast okay they they talk about all the archetypes in the wizard of oz and it Mm. will blow your mind you will just love it you got okay cool i'm writing it down um yeah so man well we just went right into it but will you tell us a little bit about yourself what do you do you know what do you what's what are you interested in just the you know the surface high level yeah yeah so um, I'm in Denver, Colorado right now. I have two kids. I have a teenager who is 16. I have a daughter who is 10. I live here with my husband, Jeff, which he's from Boston. I lived in Boston. So when I was listening to your story, I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much to, to connect and talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my, my husky. So my family is like my everything. Um, and a couple of years ago, I kept hearing the word Reiki mm. um, and knew, I didn't know what it was, but I knew I was supposed to learn that. And like one woman's name kept coming up. And then I found out she was, her name is Carrie as well. And I had her little, her name in my wallet for like years, like wow. from like 2017, 2018. And then in 2019, I heard her name again. I was like, wait, and I pulled the piece of paper out of my wallet. And I was like, oh, that's the same person. Like, I'll just, someone said she's doing a training for Reiki. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, yes, I don't, I'm just, I have to do this. You know, it's like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yep. Um, so most recently I have a long, you know, I've done a lot of different things. I kind of say like, I'm Jack of all trades. Like I like doing a lot of, a lot of things. I can't just do like one thing because then I'll just go crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I recently have been getting back into my Reiki work. So I, that one year I did get my Reiki master, like completed, you know, all four trainings. And I just, I had no idea I was going to actually do Reiki on other people. Like I basically just started setting up a healing space in my home and just started working on people. Cool. Um, so even in the last couple of weeks, it's come up again. Like people are asking, like actually this summer, cause everyone was home from 2020. Like my son was home. My daughter actually came out of school and I homes- I was homeschooling her. My husband was home full time. And so I'm just kind of settling back into my work. Like I feel like I had to take a full year off of doing my work, so to speak, um, because of everything that was going down. I just need to be really present with my family. We're all home. Yeah. So I was fully in mom in mom mode and just like <laughs> staying alive, you know, I mean, be <laughs> moving. We can talk about that on, you know, later. Um, but I also, um, in 2017 was drawn to essential oils. So that kind of is another place, like, you know, you asked me like, when was your awakening? I feel like it's just been like these subtle shifts throughout my entire life. And when essential oils came in, they were like, um, like astrology, like a language that I just naturally knew. And they helped me start to process my emotions and my trauma and, I just was like, whoa, I connect with them so deeply. Like I know they're per- each has a personality. So it's like working with the plants and the flowers and that really shifted in like 2017. And then when I took that and Reiki, I started creating my own like healing modality where I would do hands-on, you know, doing a treatment of essential oils, like a protocol down people's spine. And then I would, um, the energetics of them. Like I just would hear like, you're supposed to use this oil on this person. Like as soon as they would book an appointment with me, I would get like information, like you're supposed to do this. And I'd be like, huh? Like I'm looking up because I'd hear it. It like just, you know, I'd be in the shower and I was like, you need to use, you know, Copaiba on this person. And then I would figure out what that protocol was. And then I would also do Reiki and that kind of opened up a whole other beautiful array of heat. Like I've been using different healing modalities forever, like receiving them, but um, giving them has taught me so much, like how I had to learn how to have better energetic boundaries and knowing what I'm, you know, what I need to kind of work on. And I don't know if that makes sense, but yes, yeah, so I'm back into doing that. And I do kind of, um, like decluttering and I've been doing like styling for women. It's really like, I've always wanted to be like, go deeper. Like you've got, like, I've always wanted to heal the root, you know? Mm. So every modality that I've used, it's really helping like hold, I realize like space holder, you know, like I hold space and I'm a mirror for people to like see their own beauty and their ability to, to heal. Cool. Oh my gosh. I love all of that so much. So yeah, Reiki kind of started as like a tool for myself and I didn't know I was going to be, you know, doing it. However, in 2014, I did receive it. And the woman who I was working with, I'd hired a a life coach back in 2014. She's like, I think you're going to be doing this same thing. And she would do like life coaching and energy work. And that 
that entered, I was like, there's something about this that I would hear messages when I was receiving and would heal things like things would come up. And it was, it was profound. You know, it was like a profound experience, not that what they said to me, but what I heard and experienced on my own. Um, so did you yeah. always like hear messages and stuff or did that kind of start with the Reiki treatments? That definitely. So I was thinking about that today. <laughs> I was like, gosh, when did this start for me? So I think as a little kid, I definitely, um, that's probably why I would go out and get lost in nature. We lived like we had a cornfield behind our house and I would just live outside, play with like caterpillars and sit by the trees and be in the cornfields. Like I just remember leaving in the morning and then my parents would be like, Carrie, you know, time to eat. <laughs> it would be like, I would have like a fort and I'd had this whole, I'd created, you know, something out of flowers and corn and, you know, always having, I, I think I was like having ceremonies. Like I would yeah. <laughs> in so much trouble by, by the farmer because I like made paths and I would have these like circles in there that I would create <laughs> and probably just sit out there. You know, I'm like, oh gosh, here comes the tractor. And I'd like run back, you know, and oh. like into the house, like I'm going to get in so much trouble. Um, and I'm laughing, but I also, this is kind of silly, but I would use music. It's not silly because I know you identify with this, but I would, the Care Bears. Uh -huh. So I'm, I'm 44, right? So I was a huge Care Bear fan and I connected with like the Care Bear music. I think I was just like a little kid who was uber sensitive, probably heard things soft, like all the things and just didn't know how to like be in the world. And so I look back and I'm like, wow, I was really, I did really well, like mm -hmm. constantly getting in nature and having these care bearers and being able to sing these songs and like try to stay in my body. Cause I think it was very easy for me just to like come out of my body and not be in my body. Yeah. Um, but I do remember there was one story where I was like, looking back that I remember being in New York with my parents and my um, I was looking at FIT because I thought I wanted to be an apparel, you know, like a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. So I was looking to do a one year intensive when I was in college. And I remember sitting up really like fast at like six in the morning and telling my parents something's wrong with my brother, like something happened. And they're like, Carrie, it's fine. Go back to sleep. And then we later found out that at that exact time, my brother, um, had had a friend spend the night because we were out of town. He was in, we were in high school. Were we in college? We were in college. He was home and my cat had diabetes and his friend was giving the medicine to my cat and he forgot to dilute it. And oh. so my brother had found my cat and my cat was, was dying. Like he had a brain, um, his brain was swelling and like he ended up passing that my cat ended up passing. And so at the same moment that he found my cat, like I sat up and was, I've always had like a really strong sixth sense. Yeah. Um, but I never knew how to express it. Yeah. Like it was just something I just kind of kept to myself, mm -hmm. but looking back, like I could find different times in my life where I was like, Oh, like you had a, I don't know if I heard it, but it would be more like, a feeling feel it a feeling yeah and then when I started when I was 
the Reiki definitely opened up like the hearing, like me getting so quiet mm-hmm. and sitting and like the preparation that I would do before the clients would come. And it would, I got so quiet and I would just, you know, hear, I, I always, I, I guess it, I feel like it comes in through this ear, my right ear. I don't know why, but huh. I say that it's like over here. Yeah. It's right here. It's funny um, these things yeah. like you're talking about when you're a little kid and, and having these feelings and things it's almost like it's it when you're a kid it's still like normal like mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. your imagination is so active and then you kind of forget about it as you become an adult and you're sort of unconscious to those things and then it yeah. seems like at some point you come back around and you become conscious of it again and then you're like oh, that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's how it is for me. <laughs> totally. No, I look back and I had to do, you know, inner child work. And I remember in fourth grade, I, I spent an entire summer biking every single day to a, um, what was it? It was called like Kinnecock park or something like that. And it was this, what kind of, what kind of parks? It's not like a national park, but it was, oh, <laughs> an important a county park maybe is that right would it be like a county park yeah but I would go every single day and I would spend time studying like insects and butterflies and dragonflies and like that's all I did like the entire summer by myself I would just bike there and I'm like I'm back going that's interesting you know because I very much connect with nature me too I gotta get that deck by the way yeah it's good it's a great deck (laughs) yeah (laughs) wow so you started doing you you took the Reiki classes and then how did you end up starting like helping people like how did you did you just know people and so the woman that I trained under Um, she suggested that we put out, like, if it's something that we want to do, um, first we did like 20 plus days of just self-healing Reiki, like where we were doing Reiki on our, and I was like super moved by it. I was shocked at like tuning into my chakras and just using my hands and doing, you know, an exercise she called like ball of light. And like, I would just sit and do it and then write like afterwards, like just stuff would pour out. Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, this, this is amazing. And then I just continued the training and she said, you know, if you want, like you technically, you don't have to be, you know, a Reiki master, like you can start doing this after Reiki too. Mm -hmm. So she said, what I did was I offered 10 sessions. She did them for free. Um, she said, you could do a sliding scale, you know, however you want to do it. And so I literally just created a post and wrote like, Hey, I'm offering Reiki sessions. And I had it, I had 10 people signed up within what felt like minutes, but probably like a couple days, like, yeah. And, and then I just started like, cool. and I think I worked on my husband too. Like he was open to it. So I oh, was like, cool. Can I practice on you, you know, yeah. and I practiced on my daughter and my son was a little like, what are you doing? You know, he's a more <laughs> skeptical of me, yeah. <laughs> but my daughter was like, in fact, I did Reiki on her. And the next day she's like, I did Reiki on all my friends at lunch. <laughs> oh my God. That's cute. Yeah. 
my husband's like, you better, you better tell her she can't do that because like, she doesn't have permission, you know, from the parents, but it was so cute that she just instantly, she's like, I asked them and I just started doing Reiki on them. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much more before that though. Like the, I like wrote all this stuff down, but yeah. I, oh, well, tell me about it. Well, yeah, no, I'm like, I don't know. You just, you started with like, what am I doing now? So that's. Yeah. I, yeah. No, that's, that's great. Right we, you just, it brought us right in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Then I just started, I liked, I was like, Whoa, I really like doing this. And then then I started adding the oil treatments. Like I got a, another training. So it's actually, there's a specific training called symphony of cells. Ooh. And it's like, you're working on a cellular level. So the, it's the energy that drew me in. Like, I was like, this stuff is working like, um, and then I intuitively was guided to start offering. Um, no one has ever said, I just want Reiki. Like, you know, I started doing the oil treatments and, um, then I'd be like, okay, turn over. And then we're going to do Reiki. And I would start to feel like just using the oils, I would feel, I mean, I know you'll appreciate this, but I saw like little fairies pulling like pain off of someone's heart. Like I, I will get these images of when I'm working on people and seeing things come off their body or like yeah. I've seen little, I don't want to say they're trolls, but like little, um, you know, fairy, like folk, like woodland, you know, yeah. like someone who had this pain in their ankle. And I saw them, I saw all of a sudden they all came to their ankle and they were like, were like, chop, 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 like, you know, using like all these instruments. And I was like, Oh, what is happening? <laughs> this is so, I was just like blown away, you know, yeah. I mean, this is, there's so much more than meets the eye. Like what is going on? Like, this is amazing. So the oil piece, you know, um, I see them as like their own personality, their own spirit. Like, it's so cool. So when I realized putting the, I'm like, I can put my two favorite, like these two things together and create my own treatment process. And, um, that's pretty amazing. That's so cool. I just, I think that we, we kind of live in a society where it's like, you learn how to do something like you learn how, and we sort of ignore, it's important to learn, but we, we can't ignore like what we already know, mm -hmm. you know? And it's mm -hmm. like pretty cool when you just sort of allow yourself to lean into like whatever is coming through you. So it's just, really cool to hear your combination of using the oils and the rate. I mean, that just like lights me up because it, it feels so creative and special yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely got me into like, I love preparing space. Like that was probably like the amount of love and heart and like that I put into to like prepping a space is almost like just as important or if not even more important than like the actual when it took like so much was happening before I would even see them so I did have to create boundaries around okay I'd start working in, in my sleep mm -hmm. and I had to learn how to like like okay this can come when they're here when they're on the table you know so I had to learn how to like there was so much newness to me like I'm sure yeah. we all like I didn't know what to I didn't have like a mentor 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like my own mentor, just kind of like, huh, what's happening? And so a lot, you know, I definitely learned a lot through that. Like, okay, you know what? I just need to hear one thing and then, then I can prep that. And then, you know, let's wait until they get here. And like the magic, just trust. I think I was like working so hard before they would come. Cause I wasn't quite trusting in my ability. Mm-hmm. And then finally I was like, you just have to trust that once they arrive, like magic just happens. Like yeah. everything just works out. You, they hear, you hear what you need to hear. Like my ego, I had to really like, once I just like let my ego yeah. go, you know, and like, just trust that I'm connecting and like, you don't understand it. Like people ask, I'm like, I don't, I can't explain it. I don't understand it. I just mm-hmm. trust it. You know? Yes. Because the ego just wants to understand the ego. Yes. Oh I need to hear this so much right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a client yesterday and she's like, you know, how do you, and I was like, I'd be lying to you if I told you I understood this, like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and like, that's okay. Like, yeah. like, cool. Like, you know, she was asking me great questions, you know? And I was like, I don't know. I just follow it. I just trust it. I've had to just you know, I don't have, I don't have all the answers, you know, I just follow it, just follow it. Yeah. I also love how you're so connected with nature spirits. Like, I mean, that's what I'm seeing you saying yeah. they're, they're pulling these things out. Like it's, that's like nature spirits, right? The fairy yeah. Yeah. I think I live in a very, like the woman that did Reiki, she's like, Whoa, you have like a super ethereal, like a very ethereal nature. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at human design, I have, do you know human design or do you just follow? Just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I only, I have two channels, not only, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have any channels, right? But there's channels in human design that connect your chakras, right? And the channel I have is called the channel of rhythm. And I'm going like this, cause it's, it connects your um, sacral to your they call it, um, your G center, like kind of your soul, you know, I call it like heart and, and it's called the channel of rhythm. And a lot of people who have that channel are like connect. It's basically the rhythm of nature. And so if I have to just follow my rhythm, like if I'm off, then I like mess up. I mean, let's not give our power. I'm not trying to give my power away, but like, or tell anyone that, you know, I'm so powerful by any means, but they're like, you have to be in your own rhythm. Otherwise, like you will kind of mess people up around you or you could, and I've seen it like when I'm off, my gosh, like our house is off, you know? So I just, I work in a very, sometimes I'll like dive deep into something for hours. Sometimes, you know, I don't sleep for days at a time I'm doing work, you know, in the middle of the night, I'm just processing and working and listening and, you know, I sometimes do my best work in the middle of the night when everyone's asleep and I can just, it's just silent, you know, yeah. so I just have to let it go. I think I had so much anxiety around like, how am I going to function mm-hmm. in a society? Like, I don't think I could be doing a nine to five, you know, I'm like, how did I do a nine to five job? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, which I have done, you know, in the past. And I think it was a struggle for me. So um, it's good for, you know, I love have, being able to like have all these different things I'm doing and not like, you know, I think I would die at a desk and 
Um, <laughs> really, I mean, I've done it before. Okay. But I was a buyer before and my, I always call it my previous life. So I traveled a ton and was, you know, constantly working with product and touching and feeling like my senses are my everything. Like if I don't have, that's why I love like smelling and touching and yeah. feeling like the crystals speak to me too. Like I hear, you know, I'm like, Oh, you need that one. Or like, I'm just drawn or I don't know, you hear them, which I know I'm like, I haven't really told a lot of people like that. I hear, I hear it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to lean into that more myself lately. Cause I have a very, um, sort of earthy grounded, but my, and you sound that way too, mm-hmm. but, but the logic it's, it's yes, it's the yes. logicking everything away. And like, just, yeah, I'm trying to lean into that sort of childlike side a little more. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of what it is, is because it's just yeah. like following what's, what's fun kind of is what can yes. be there. You know, I mean, I've been so see, I, there's been so many periods where I'm super serious. Yeah. Right. And like, I can be, feel like super heavy. And so I've learned how to have both. Like I'm such a goof and I have, I dance and sing and I'm so like, woo, you know, and then I can also go to those deep, dark places. And so I'm not afraid of that anymore, but that play, that creativity, that, Mm -hmm. that lights me up, like following, like, yes, I love the deep and I love the healing, but like once I can just kind of like let the brain turn off and like really go into that intuitive, creative, that sacral space, you know, because I was told like, here, you you know, when I did like, had like a human design reading and they're like, you can't make decisions from your head Mm -hmm. because I'm so, I have that logic too. Like that's the other channel I have is the channel of logic. Yeah. (laughs) So I get you when you're like, you know, I'm like, Oh, I always want to make, I'm like very science oriented. I love science. I love studying, you know, all of that. But when I have to like really tune in, it's like that gets to turn off and like this, you know, your sacral, um, your intuition, your creativity, like that gets to turn on. Mm -hmm. So I've been, that's, that was probably my work this year. My 2021 work was coming back into my body and not my head. Like my, I feel like I've been a bobblehead for so (laughs) long. Like I've lived my life as a little head walking around and nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine like Like it's floating head? head. Yeah. It's just this floating head. (laughs) And then finally I was like, Oh my gosh, it's safe. I heard like when I was listening to your interview, if you guys haven't heard Wendy's interview, I don't know what episode it was, but it was, I listened to it this morning and prep. And it was just, again, I was guided to, to listen to it this morning before we talked and you know, what was what I lost my whole train of thought. If you haven't listened to your interview, what was I going to say? We were talking about a bobblehead floating head. Oh, you said that we need to be safe in our bodies. And I just kept hearing you say that, like, we need to like be embodied. We need to feel safe in our bodies. And like, I just kept hearing you say that. And I think the awakening, you know, in these last couple of years, you know, 2020, 2021 for me was to like get out of freeze mode Uh and 
take my bobblehead and say, I love you, (laughs) but like, it's time to connect to your body. It's safe to be in your body. And so a lot of my work specifically this year has been literally being in my body and like dancing and singing and like feeling Mm -hmm. and healing. And it's all in my body. It's not me meditating and connecting outside, you know, like how you can get so, you know, out there. It's like literally processing all of it in my body. So I've taken, taken it and yeah, all the things that I've learned and learned how to, okay, now we're going to process like and be embodied, you know? So there was a lot of that this year. You really give me some things to think about because I've been like so in my head lately and I keep getting the message stillness. And I know it's like still your mind. <laughs> so easier said than done. Like yes. I, have, I have the mind, I mean, I, like beautiful mind, right? Like I, I know you have a beautiful mind. I've listened, I mean, there, I listened to your 20 year update. Um, you and your girlfriend did the update. That was the other one I listened to the podcast okay. over the weekend. And I was like, my goodness, these women are amazing. Like brilliant oh. minds, brill- like, you know, just so much respect for the mind piece. But like, I know you all, I was listening to like how connected you are to your body. So Maybe you're not giving yourself enough credit too, because I know listening to you, I know you're super embodied, but I think I've been in my body. I think I've been in it most of my life. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. what it was like to be out of your body through some big T trauma. And then I was like, Uh what is this? And now it's funny because I was like, I can understand what you're saying a little more like about not being in it, but sometimes yes. my head's floating around so much. I'm like, <laughs> wait, is this, well, thing, you know? it, can be, it can be a trauma, you know, for me, I've definitely noticed, like, I don't want to say always a trauma response, but we're trying to make sense of things sometimes, yes. or, yes, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, allow yourself to go there and, you know, make sure that you come back and that you're doing practice. Like for me, I'm like, remember you dance every day, sing every day, laugh every day, play every, like the more I can do that, the more I sleep better. And the less like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to solve the world problems and by not sleeping and like (laughs) going crazy. I get you. I believe me. It's it's the, and it's the both, right. I don't want you to think my bobble stills there. (laughs) Yeah, no. Well, this whole like spiritual world is, is like brand new. Mm-hmm. And that's where my mind is even more than like the world I'm past, mm-hmm. you know, the world yeah. I'm kind of out of that. And now I'm totally. like, so can you so cool. explain to me what these like rays and archangels and like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to figure that stuff out now, yep. <laughs> which is, and I've like, done that too. Like, cause my husband will always be like, you know, that you're not making this stuff up because you didn't study it. And it literally just comes through, you know, like where you're yep. like. I'll be like, huh, I'll Google that. Like, I have no idea yep. what just happened. Yep. And sometimes it's kind of fun to have that innocence and have yep. that like 
I don't know, but that was cool. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know what just happened, but like, cool. And I will go and, and study it and then learn more. And yeah. then, you know, it's like that beautiful dance that just keeps happening where. Totally. Yeah. That's what I've yeah. found this uh, podcast called Earth Keepers. Okay. And it's this woman who um, connects with people who connect with the earth and mm-hmm. teaches them how to gain healing through the earth and to heal the earth. And that like calls to me because I've done this intuitively yeah, without knowing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But then totally. that's what that's what gets me going. And then I go down these rabbit holes. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, what she just said I did. And no one taught me. And then I get really excited and I'm like, I gotta learn more from her. <laughs> you need to call me and tell me, be like, Carrie, guess what happened? Because I feel like we get so excited to also like share. Yeah. Like, like, okay, this just happened, but like, who do I even talk to? Or yeah what do I do with this information? Or like you want to, I don't know. I verbally process. I'm always like, I want to tell someone, this is so cool. That's why I probably just started making videos where I'm just like, okay, this happened, you know, and you just want to like share your, it's like so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you happened. can call me anytime because, and that's yeah. why I started this podcast because I want all of it. Like, I want to know people's experiences and yeah, share and all that. So yeah, totally. But, um, Oh, sorry. Totally. Just went yeah. like a no, little, I know. I was like, Wendy. I too. loved when I was listening to your interview as well. Just like all the synchronicities of like the books, like the many lives, many masters. And I think we need people like you who are really like diving in and learning the knowledge and then integrating, right? Like mm-hmm. I always want to read all of these books, but I get to the books and it's almost like I get two in my head. So I have to like, kind of pull out and be like, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. But like, I love books. I love, I listen, you know, to a lot of podcasts. Sounds like you do too. Like you just, you're kind of guided and then you hear something and then you're, well, how I came to you. A part of this too is, is it is this Aquarian age. Mm -hmm. Aquarius is all about information and like what you were talking about, um, about like 2020, 2021, it's like, we're starting to, oh, you were talking about not having like the nine to five job, like not being your thing. I think a lot more people are probably starting to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is sort of this, a part of this new paradigm is like, we're ready to break out of these old systems. Totally. it's like, I just want to, I feel like Aquarius is just like, I want to go search this new like quantum reality and try to figure out like how it works. And you know, like that's, that's the new work. (laughs) Totally. I feel you on that. I know I was always afraid of Aquariuses, like Aquarians. Really? And now I'm just like, bring it, you know, like, let's, I don't know. I have a lot of them in my life that are, and my kids will have a lot of Aquarius in their chart. Yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Cause I don't have, I mean, I know we all have all of it in our chart. Cause it, we have a house, you know, that lives within, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of what, what house my Aquarius is. I don't know. It doesn't matter. 
Well, the, the Aquarius is the humanitarian too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I like, I like Aquarius energy for sure, but, um, it doesn't surprise me that you would have kids with Aquarius energy because they're probably learning from you. Mm-hmm. you know? And I'm learning from them. Oh right. My Both ways. <laughs> Speaking of like, yeah, when I had my daughter is where I feel like she really, something happened when I, when she was, you know, growing in me, I felt like, oh my gosh, something's different. And then like, after I birthed her, it was like another big, that was back in 2011 was probably like one of my bigger awakenings and just kind of like a rock bottom that was very much, you know, for me and for my path, right? Like waking me up to like so much healing and um, so much more. Yeah. She's like a total, I don't even, I don't even know, but she's something like I've never met in my, you know, like, she's just amazing. Like to me, I'm like, wow, like, I want to be like, I want to be you when I grow up, Aww. you know? <laughs> so yeah, she's awesome. kind of stretched me, challenged me, but like definitely birthing her was, it's like, I think you kind of said like your Kundalini awakening that you had, I never put this together, but I think birthing her was like my, probably my Kundalini awakening. Wow. I I've heard that from a few people that when they had their, when they had a kid, they, that was a big awakening for them. Yes. Yeah. And before she came, um, I definitely had some things that I went through to like embody and like become even more me. And then, you know, then she came, which was was super interesting. Do you want to tell us a little more about that? Yeah. I'm like, sure. I will. I'm looking at my timelines. <laughs> I'm like, I took notes. Cause you guys were just, I just loved your story. Um, yes, my, it was okay. So at this point, my husband and I were in Michigan, mm-hmm. right. And my son was like five. So he was born in 2005 and I wanted, I thought I was going to have like 10 kids, like, <laughs> I was like that little great kid that would also have babies. Like, so I have a cancer moon. It was like, I am a mama. Like Stevie um, told me, she was like, you are mama bear healer. Like that is your name, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yes, that is like, I'm such a mama. And so as soon as I could walk, I would hold babies and feed babies and take care of babies. And I want babies. And so <laughs> I was going to have 10 babies, you know? And so. Um, I too met my husband in Boston and, um, we instantly like fell in love and he proposed three months after we knew each other. I remember being like, oh, wow. Like when I saw him, I knew like when I saw him from across the room, I was like, I know him. And then he said, when he met me that, that night he went home and he was like, I'm going to marry her. Like he told his friends, like, I'm going to marry her. And since, um, this is like, so not linear, but when I first worked on him with Reiki, that was the first time I ever had a past life come through when I was doing Reiki Oh wow! was on him. And so I, I was like, are you okay with me telling the story if it comes up? He's like, yeah. So I had my hands on him and instantly he was dead in a cave 
Um, and he had all these people around him and they were resurrecting him. Like he was important. Like they were robed. And I always told him like, you are ancient. Like you are so old. Um, you're so wise. Like I've had friends, you know, who also were like shamanic healers be like, yeah, you were like a monk who lived by themselves, like for a long time, you know? So I just remember being shocked, like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'd never seen a past life that I could recall, you know, while I was on his head, had my hands on his head and he, they brought him back. He was resurrected. And when that happened, he goes (gasps) like in person, in real time. Wow. (gasps) At the exact same time where I saw this and I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I also got the information that he was my mom in a past life. Wow. And so like, we've had past lives together for sure. Like I've had people read, like you guys own, they actually said we were farmers. They're like you and your husband, like you and your husband were farmers in the past life. And I, I know we've lived through like a, the depression era together and, mm-hmm. you know, like we're here and we're like so familiar. So he knew, I knew. And so, you know, we married and, um, we ended up, this is like super personal, but I'm just going to share it. Mm -hmm. Um, he actually had had a vasectomy and so he was so worried because he had had a a child before. And he's like, you know, when we met, you know, he's like, I, I have a vasectomy and I was like, well, I definitely want kids. Um, and so, once I realized, I didn't even understand like what any of that even meant, you know? And so we had been together, I think four years we've been married and together. And I finally was like, it's time. Like you had, I think he was so worried that I was going to leave him if it didn't work, if the reversal didn't work. And so anyways, we were in Boston. I was like, I found like the best possible surgeon I could. And I, I was like, I come to, I came to the terms, like, it's okay. I will adopt. Like I will be a mom no matter what I trust. Yeah. I like, I completely surrendered, you know, like yeah. I'm not leaving you. I love you. It doesn't matter. Like he was so worried and I didn't know, like, he's like, I don't want to do it because I'm worried if it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. And it's wild. Cause I just trusted like, just like him. When I met him, I was like a leap of faith when he asked me to marry him. I'm like, wow okay. Like it was that big leap of faith that like, this is just what we're supposed to do. And so anyways, I'm trying to think of what year that was 2004. And it, he went in, had the reversal. We didn't even test to make sure that it worked. And the next month, I think the day that we could like, you know, have sexual contact with one another, (laughs) we had to like, wait, however many, you know, weeks before we could do anything like lift weights. You know, I was like, don't lift any weights. Don't touch anything. Like to work. We conceived my son, our son. Wow. He was like, oh my God. So I was like, your son's soul was like, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Time to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So, so yeah, that's like totally, I ended up, I was a buyer at that time and I totally left my job. Like I knew like. I just can't be working and traveling and like this baby is my baby, you know? So we were in Boston and we ended up moving um, back to, we moved to Michigan. We sold our home and in Rhode Island, we were in, we were in Bristol, not Bristol, we were in Providence, Rhode Island at the time. And we, I left my job, 
you know, Jeff got a new job in Michigan and then actually he lost his job. This is so it's interesting. He like, he's had a couple of times where he's lost his job and we've had to like uproot and move. So he lost his job. I, we found out I was pregnant and then he's like, let's move to Michigan. Like, well, let's be near family. Let's be near your family. So we moved yeah. to Michigan and that's a whole nother story in terms of like so much happened when we moved to Michigan. I was like, <laughs> get me out of here. I don't, I would think I was on my, I was on my Pluto line in Michigan and Funny. he was on his Neptune line. So lots of, lots of water, lots of transformation, lots of like healing to be had there. Um, but the whole purpose, what I was bringing up is, so I wanted lots of kids and he was like, oh my gosh, I like hold hold the horses. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to have like, let's wait. So I'd be like, come on, come on. And then finally, when Jacob was five, he was like, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, you're kidding me. Like, I don't even know if I want any more kids now. Like, oh Jacob, my gosh. And like, I just kind of gave up, you know, I yeah. surrendered and I was happy, like so happy that we had, you know, our son. And I just was like, he was in full day kindergarten. I felt like I was just getting my life back, you know? Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. Like, and we're pretty fertile. Like it, <laughs> as soon as, you know, it was like January of 2010 and it was boom, you know, yeah. So we ended up getting pregnant, like right away, as soon as we tried. And then I ended up miscarrying. Oh, wow. And so this was like, I could part of that awakening where I remember being in the appointment and they were like, there's no heartbeat. And the woman was like, come in tomorrow, schedule your DNC, you know? And I was like, what are you talking? Like, I was just laying there. Like, what are you talking about? You just told me that my baby doesn't have a heartbeat and to come in tomorrow and like have this, like there was like, I was like, I don't understand what's happening right now. You know, I was like, I'll talk. I just like got up and left. Like, I'll talk to you later. Like, I don't even think I said that. I was just like in shock. Were they just kind of like, it sounds like they're very like business as usual about very it. business, very like, I guess, cause you know, lots of women have miscarriages and they just assumed like, okay, come in tomorrow. We'll do this procedure. And I just remember being like, what is going on? Like, I just went home and I cried, you know, and cried and cried and cried. And it wasn't my, my OB. It was, it was another woman who I'd never met that was in the practice, which you would think as a woman, you'd be comforted by another woman. Right. And actually called the male doctor. And I was like, um, something came up in me again. It was that I felt it like through my roots. Like it was like, like this roar that came out and it was like, you're not touching my uterus, like my uterus, like, no, like what? Like I looked up what the procedure meant. I'd never even heard of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I did, but like, I didn't know what it was. And I looked it up and I was like, no, we're not doing that. And so that's, you know, my voice wasn't even my own thought. It was just like, you have to, um, it's just a no. And I just said, my body can, my body will take care of this. My body knows what to do. And like, I'm going to trust my body. And he was like, no one does that. Like Carrie, no, wow, that doesn't happen. And I was like, well, that's what I need. Like, that's what I need. And so I need you to like, help me with like, 
what's the, what, what do I do? You know? And yeah. so he, he did say like, okay, no one does this. These are the risks. And I just remember from my whole being knowing that like my body was able to create this and, you know, be a part of this. And my body knows how to process this, you yeah. know? And so that yeah. was a big, it was a very big deal. Like it was obviously traumatic and there was, you know, a lot in terms of what I had to hold space for and, and process. And I didn't fully process all of that until probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, as to what happened, cause I didn't have a lot of support, you know, other than just myself, yeah. to be honest, like I did it all on my own, um, at my home and you know, all the things. And so the next month, Claudia came. And so my, everything did Your what daughter, it was supposed right? to do my daughter. Yeah. And so she's a gifted little, yeah, she's, so she, they were like, don't, you know, wait a month, let your period come back. And I had no period. And literally the next month she came. Wow. Yeah. And then that was our second baby, but yeah, she definitely. Yeah. And that was another, when you asked, like, do you hear things? I remember when we found out she was a girl, I heard her name is Claudia and that's my grandmother. She has both of my grandmother's names. So my dad's mom was Claudia. And then my mom's mom was Evelyn Jane. And so we put together, I was like, her name's Claudia Jane. Like oh. I heard her name is Claudia. And I was like, oh my gosh, never in a million years did I think I was going to name my daughter Claudia, you know, yeah. but her name was, was Claudia. And so lots of intuitive, you know, awakenings and listening and trusting myself and my body, even though it was so foreign and so unknown. I just, it was like this very visceral response in me that was like, and I was kind of shocked, like, wow, Carrie, it was almost like I was like watching myself. Yeah. Like, Who are you? You know, like that's amazing. Yeah. So that was me. And then there was a lot that happened after her birth um, in terms of just me healing and like having adrenal fatigue and like my body just started to like, you know, fall apart. And so it was like, okay, you have to take care of like, this requires an entirely different level of care. Yep. And I started diving into all kinds of like, I guess Edgar Casey did come up at that point, which he's like Akashic records, but that didn't come later. But I started working with food and nutrition and like mm -hmm. making my own bone broth and going and working with farmers directly and like finding such that connection to land yeah. And wanting to know, like, where is my food coming from? I want to know my farmers. And I got really into that piece of healing, like healing through food. That's interesting. I went through adrenal fatigue as well. Did you? Yeah. yeah. And I was, um, I didn't go to a doctor. I, I haven't been to a doctor in 11 or 12 years but, um, I, I understand. <laughs> I did have a doctor that tell me I had adrenal fatigue and, and that put me even more into a spin, like in terms yep. of how he explained it. Uh -huh. And that was in Michigan. And I was just starting to feel better. And I did work with like a, um, more of not a naturopath, but I worked with a more integrated, like integrated medicine um, a doctor that I actually really liked. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up moving to Colorado. So my husband lost his job again and we up and literally 
I feel like I, again, resonated with your story because we literally packed up a pod, you know, an eight by eight pod and, and moved ourselves to, to Colorado. So just kept following the next thing, right? <laughs> yeah. We were like, okay. He's like the best thing that could, he has really strong intuition. That's another thing is when I met him, his intuition was so strong that I dimmed mine and trusted his more. Um, and yeah. And so he was like, the best thing that could happen is I lose my job. We get separate, I get severance and we move, we move. I think he actually even said move to Colorado. And then two weeks later, he came home with a box and I was like, you lost your job. And he's like, yeah. And (laughs) probably within two weeks we had, uh, we had already been to Denver, looked out, you know, looked at places. He went to Seattle and interviewed and we, within a month we were, we were here in Denver, like packed up and we were out. <laughs> Some of the like very few people who go, I lost my job. Time for the next thing. Yeah, like- <laughs> they always know like, okay, when we have a baby, we move. And then like, you lose your job, we move. Like it's been every, I'm like, I- Anyways, I have a feeling something might be stirring. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what it is, but we've got change coming over here. I don't know oh, yeah? quite yet, but yeah. Interesting. Do you feel, oh, yeah. weren't you saying you, you feel like moving? Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like we're, I think I told, I mean, I like want land, you know, yeah. like listening to your story and like how you were just, you know, growing in and raised beds. And then you just kept, you know, planting in more raised beds. And I know I just want my hands like in the earth. Yeah. I just like, I just go like this and I'm like, Ooh, like, (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. Dirt. Yes. (laughs) Ooh, I want dirt. Yes. Like, I'm like, can I just come live with you? And I said to Jeff today, I was like, you know, maybe we could just go visit Wendy or go visit Stevie or like I'm meeting these people and there's something about it. And he's from Boston. I mean, he is, did he live in New Hampshire? I think his dad lived in New Hampshire before. So like he's East coast, you know, oriented, but yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on over and visit. I don't know where we're gonna, I don't know. Like, you know, we've got a junior in high school, so it's like, uh, I moved a lot as a kid. So I'm like, do we really want to uproot him? Like just trusting, having to come back to like, we don't like when the timing is right, things move very quickly for us when they do. It's almost like, you know, like a a rocket just goes and like, it's not like, oh, we plan, you know, super long and we know what's happening. Like usually things just out of the blue almost like the universe says, okay, time is now like something pivotal happens. And I love it. Cause it's, yeah. you guys just listen, you're just listening and following. We, and yeah, we, yeah, my intuition right now says, I don't want to say get lean and mean, but like my intuition is saying <laughs> clear out, <laughs> clean out, <laughs> like get, like I'll see boxes and be like, you got to recycle that box, you know, like it feels I'm like getting that too. And my friend, one of my friends has as well, like it's declutter. I don't know yes. what the deal is. I mean, I do know that that's beneficial in general. Yes. But yeah. I'm wondering like, is that it? Is it, is it the what? greater purpose of like cleaning up our consciousness <laughs> or is there something else going on? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Oh no. Yeah. I feel like we want to be, we want to like have less baggage. Like I just wrote yeah 
there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. Where I literally, I wrote a post where I was holding trash bags and I feel like we're being asked to literally and figuratively move through our baggage. Right. And like lighten our load. And, um, I feel like definitely. Yeah. Letting go of the old ways, the old paradigm, the old earth. Yes. And going like in all the bullshit too. just like, let it go and start creating the new. Yeah. I mean, I keep saying that's why probably why I was drawn to you was like, I keep saying, I'm not trying to fix the old. I want to create the new, like I'm not here. I'm here to be like, show the light. And like, I don't, I don't know way shower is, is the right word, but like, you know, everyone like, let's like change this system and let's fix this and let's fight. It's more of like, let's fight this. And I'm like, I can't put my energy into fighting something that's not working. And like, I just feel like it's, I'm being super pulled to create the new and, and the new is the old too. Like Like it's, it's not old as in recent old, it's old as in ancient old, like bringing back you know, and just as my life, as an example, I'm just getting back to the land and like growing food and enjoying cooking and enjoying living. And like, that's the old old way, you know, but it's also the new way because we lost it. We lost it. Yeah. It's rebirthing. It's, it's, um, there's the word, hold on. I was doing a Reiki session and it was more of like, um, I don't know. It wasn't rebirth, but it was, it was a re, it was like something re wasn't rebirth. Um, reinvention. It's almost like a reincarnation. Yeah, it was, I I probably have it written and I bet you have it in my notes. Excuse me that I'm speaking of brain. If I don't write it down, (laughs) then it means it doesn't exist. I'm like, come out. Um, maybe it'll come to me. But there was something about re. So a rebirth. It could be. So I feel like exactly what you just said, though. Like we're just going back to our roots. Uh, you've got me brainstorming now. I'm like, re- I know. Now I'm kind of like I have to find. Oh, here it is. Um, reunited. Ooh, yes. And that's how I feel with meeting you and meeting, like we're all these souls, like this web of souls is reuniting who've done all of this before together almost. And I have like goosebumps, you know, and it's like, we're coming back to like reignite, reunite, um, rebirth, you know, recreate. And, and it is new, like definitely all the tools we have now are so different Yeah. or are they really, I don't know. Like, yeah, you look back and some people will say like, you know, some of the old civilizations, like, you know, Egypt and like, they were so, you know, technology savvy and had these amazing, you know, things. So who knows, but but they work really with the good. earth's resources more than yes. we do now. We have a lot more uh, unnecessary man-made <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> creations that yeah. that uh, are really just kind of causing a lot of mm-hmm. damage to our earth. You totally. Know? Yeah. So we're like those earth, like you said, earth keepers. Like, yeah. 
the, the one, like, I just, I, I keep going like this. Cause I just want my hands. They need land. They're like, yeah. put me in some land. Yeah. You know? So you don't know like where necessarily you just trust it'll show up. Yes. I hope I feel like, so I'll get, I'll get hits way early. Like we need to do this. Like it could be years. And then my husband will be like, this is what we're doing. And like, it will work together. You know, like I think he's, he does his own, like we do our own work and then they like come together, you know, and my husband. Yeah. Yeah. So I just trust, I keep, you know, I've brought up a lot, but a lot of the people that he follows that he like really looks up to that are just showing him like, you know, his guides, but like they're his people, you know, Mm -hmm. they're starting to like, you know, be landowners and you know, farming and all the things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he laughs. He's like, Carrie, like there are days where I can't get out of bed and I don't want to, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. He's like, how are you going to, how are you going to be a farmer again and have all these animals? Like they're going to need to be fed. I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm going to have a lot of energy because I'm going to be so happy, yeah. you know, yeah, in the place where I'm supposed to be. I just trust it. Yeah. Some days you know? it's hard, but you yeah, just how do you do you it? Just do the things that you need to do, and then if you don't if you don't feel like doing what you got to do, then you don't do it. You don't do it. <laughs> then, things kind of is like might happen. It will bite you in the ass if you let it go too long. But it's a, <laughs> a matter of keeping a balance. Starting mm-hmm. small. Okay. Start small. Don't get in over your head. Yeah, and, that's good advice. Because then you can manage it. And then you go, okay, I got this under my belt. Like now I'm gonna expand this, you know? Yeah. What was the movie we just watched? I think it was like a documentary back in 2018 where a couple bought um property in California. Did you see that? And they ended up living off the land and you know, after seven years, um everything like worked in like this homeostasis, this like beautiful. I haven't seen that. I should watch okay. it. I kind of was, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. I was kind of like, yeah, is that really realistic? <laughs> when I saw the, like, the, I don't know if I watched the trailer or what, but like yeah. when you're actually in it, like you like, figure out what that? works. Huh? Yeah. You're like, how did they do that? And like, cause yeah, it was, no, I have to watch it though, because I, I got to go. like, we both like, kind of got teary-eyed and cried at just how beautiful like how nature does compensate and balances and you know there was obviously a lot of like death and like a lot of issues and they kept running into like problem after problem but then eventually to see everything create this like beautiful you know copacetic home you know homeostasis whatever this relationship where you're just like I want that yeah. Yeah. You know? And totally. that's possible. Like holding, holding that truth of like, that is possible. And not only is that possible, but like, let's go create it. So when I saw you and that you had your farm and you were, I was like, I need, like, I need to talk to her. And like, I need to uh, like, how did I started following more homesteaders and I've been following that for a while, but something in my bones is really wants it, you know? Well, it's wild because I didn't realize how much 
the farming part tied in with the spiritual part mm. until, until more recently. I just followed my heart in what I loved. And then I lost people in my life and I realized how healing it was. Yeah. Not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually. And so it's pretty wild that I'm like, oh, oh, now I'm starting to see like maybe what my little role is in this life. I don't know. You know, like maybe I'm supposed to. Yeah, like is that through tilling the land? Is that like, can you elaborate? Is that like your healing with the land has been what in particular has helped? I think it's what in particular about working with the land or Mm -hmm. that like has given you that, like that healing and that spiritual piece that you were like, wow, this all works together. You know, it's literally just getting your hands in the dirt Mm -hmm. and being with the plants Mm -hmm. and the insects and the animals and just watching them. Like what you're talking about when you were a little kid. my heart. Like when you would go out and just study dragonflies and stuff, like that's what it is for me. And I, you know, I taught some gardening classes this winter or spring and I said, I'm going to teach you about this, but I want to remind you that nature is your greatest teacher. Mm -hmm. If you just observe what's happening in nature, it will teach you everything you need to know. Right. And that's so when you do that, it's just healing because yeah. it's like coming home. Like this place is, this earth is home? here for us, you know, yeah. like these are the things that we have to sustain our bodies. And it's more than that too. It's like, we're supposed to be out in it. We're supposed to be enjoying the birds and the turtles and the frog. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. So I do know what you mean. Like I could sit for, for hours and just watch clouds and birds. And I'm like, how do we live in a way that we can get back to this? Like, what do we need to let fall away Yeah. from our commercial life? You know, cause I love, you know, I was a buyer before I love, you know, part of my mission is to like, see the, the beauty and the art and the culture and like, work with my hands. Right. And so, yeah, I just, I get so excited. Um, and I just, I don't have all the answers right now as to how my family, like how we can make it happen. Yeah. But I see it, other people doing it and it gives me that like inspiration. And like, I know that's possible Mm -hmm. and it might not happen like out of the gate, but just keep trusting that there's going to be a time where that just is, you know, I don't want to, I don't even know if, do I say is the norm? Yeah. I would love, I mean, I do see that. I see that as our, you know, I hold that in a vision Yeah, and and for the hope of that we can return back to, you know, back to the earth. And then, like you said, you come home to yourself, right? Like everything else falls away. Right. Right. And you're, you're also, the other part of it is that you are connected with where your food is coming from. Mm, how good is that? And right? it's like, that's you completely. It. <laughs> you what? I said, you respect it. Like exactly. You I'm sure there was a lot of work that went into it. And yeah. like, I want my kids to have that experience that 
you know what, we don't let that apple rot, like, you know, or, you know, we respect these beautiful gifts of the earth because they're nourishing. But like, when you work for it and you build it and you create it, like you treasure it so much more, you know? And then there's there's this piece of like future, the future technology coming in. I'm having complete deja vu right now, Carrie. Okay. There's this this other aspect where we can take our technologies and Mm -hmm. try to make this work maybe a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, because the the reason why we are where we're at is that it is really hard work and it can wear down on you. You know, like, I mean, I think if you're doing it in a way that, it's a very complex thing. Like I could just go into like how big ag became what it is, you know, it's like, you know, these people came in and they said, we want to make this easier for you. And, and it kind of just spiraled out of control from there. But if we could get back to like doing that in more natural ways, right. Take the best practices from that. Right. And then integrate it into today and also have community yes you know, like if we need Speaking to help each other and not yes. just and I I'm terrible I gotta tell you I I love community I haven't found my community totally here yet yes um and I can be and my husband too we can be the lone wolf type sometimes it's hard for us to accept help you're raising your hand <laughs> I have my hand up I'm like uh-huh. Um, yeah so but but that is a part of it but it's like if we could all get more on the same wavelength maybe we'd be more willing to be community a community (laughs) I agree yeah I'm always like I always thought I was that person that was gonna go live on a commune but then you're like oh I don't know like (laughs) I like my space and I like people like how do you but yeah I think everybody was more conscious Right. You wouldn't be so afraid of saying how we feel. Oh, that and, like my whole body just like relaxed when you said that. Yeah. Like that's what it comes down to. Like I'm yes. right now have been tested to stand up for myself and, and say what I need. And, yes. and, um, I'm realizing that's not actually that big of a deal. It's just oh, my trauma that tells me it is. Yep. Yeah. So, I'm on the same path. That's why I think, same, like, oh my goodness, it's actually not that difficult to say, okay, that's what you need. This is what I need. And like, whether it's compromise or finding out a way, you know, to make it work and or not like accepting that that's not going to work and that's okay. And you move on. Right. It's back to that truth. Like when we, I read that card, like I, so much throat I feel like is needing mm-hmm. to just, you know, let's heal our throats. Yeah. Right. That'd be like, it's okay. Thing. Like our heart and throat. Yeah. That, that whole connection of like your root and your sacral and your soul. Like, I just feel that like all of that coming up and just working together and this throat piece is like, I don't know if that's the last part of it. No, it's not. I feel like we're at a cleansing right here, right now mm-hmm. around our throats. We're going through like a, a community purging of our throats and like a healing. 
Mm. with all of the censorship and like people starting to want to share and like they don't know how to speak up or yeah yeah I feel like something's coming to a head right and then we can yeah. keep moving we can keep moving it's like the actual whole is going through their own kundalini awakening or yes know, yeah it. and you know you're as you're talking about the chakras I'm like yeah and then like when we're all more conscious, we're all working on our chakras and like, we're, right. we can all know, like it all goes hand in hand, like all this Astrology. weird that we're like into, I think other people are going to hop on that boat. I do. I hope so. You know, the woman yesterday who was over here was so funny and Jeff's like, I think you were helping her. Like she was kind of like, that's interesting, you know, because mm-hmm. I just let my just like, yep, this is just who I am. Like, yeah. Come into like, come into my world of <laughs> nature, I guess it's kind of nature. It's like oils and crystals and plants and yeah. all the things, you know, like I've always been like, I don't want to do this work in like an office. Like let's go outside. And like, we don't need these like confined, you know, spaces and it's feels so, um, sterile right like I'm I'm like I don't want sterile I want like let's lay on like I'd love to be doing more like people laying on the grass and like working with them and creating you know I keep saying I want like a she shed or like a place where I can have you know ceremonial you know I I I heard womb weaver and I was like what's a womb weaver you know Mm -hmm. one day I was like is that a thing and then I googled it and you know the web and the womb and like, this is cool. It's kind of like how you said, like you hear something and then you go and dig deeper and yeah. Yeah. I know that's probably something I did or I'm supposed to do again. And I just keep trusting, like, I'm hoping that this land piece really comes through so that the things that I'm, my purpose can like, you know, definitely it becomes more able, right. Like able to happen. Cause I don't feel like that's, I'm trying to create it, you know, but the space I'm in right now, it's not super conducive, um, in a city and, you know, I mean, the woman's like, you're in your house. I was like, Oh, I, th- I thought I told you like, yes, it's in my house. You know, like I do the work in here. And she was just like, wow, this is, this is interesting. You know, she walked into my home and I was like, yeah, yeah. I like we just need, you know, we need to break down these barriers and, and just have this be normal or, you know, normalize yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening, isn't it? It's I had a really interesting uh conversation with my mother-in-law on the phone mm. um right after this really powerful new moon. Mm. And I put all these intentions down about how I wanted to shift myself and how I wanted to see things shift in the external. Yeah. And then the next day I like had the biggest confirmation that it's going that way by this conversation. <laughs> Cause <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it was so out of the ordinary for us. Like we went really, really deep. And mm-hmm. she said, I said something about wanting people to connect to nature again. And she said, Oh, I just saw the, uh, this piece on Chronicle about how people are going out in the woods and they're just sitting there and then they're like 
writing about whatever they're seeing. And I was like, really? Wow. Wow. And I was like, that's awesome. So it was like this little piece of the universe being like, Wendy, Wendy, don't worry. It's happening. And then she goes, before we get off the phone, she goes, one more thing. I saw another thing on the news. (laughs) Just makes me (laughs) laugh because like, you know, I don't really watch like normal TV. (laughs) Apparently I'm missing this stuff. She goes, (laughs) she goes, more thing on the news. They saw a bird they haven't seen in over 40 something years. Oh, wow. Oh, what was it? And she was like, it was a golden cardinal. Whoa. Yeah. And I got full body chills and I was like, the golden age is here. It's here. It's happening. Like, and sometimes I'll, I'll get in this like euphoric state that I'm almost like, can I trust this? Is this, but I went there. I was like in this, like, whoa. And you know, where you can just forget about all the bullshit that's happening. Totally. I live in a euphoric stage or state a lot of the time when I'm connected beyond, you know, and you feel like that's safe. Yes. Um, you live in a euphoric state. Do I feel like it's safe? No, I meant like, uh, well, yeah, I guess that's, you said you are in it often. You didn't say you live. Do you feel like you live in it? I don't know. Cause I'm in reality a lot, right? Yeah. Like I have yeah. little people running around and people need me and I have to do right. If I could, I, I would probably live there yeah. all the time. It's almost like, I think that's my natural state. Mm-hmm. If I think back to being a kid too, of yeah. literally being out there. And that's the other word that came up in a session for a woman was euphoric, like mm-hmm. ecstatic and euphoric. Uh-huh. And that was the same session that we heard. I heard the reunited, like, mm. like there was these like very big, you know, and I, I said euphoric and I, I do, I feel like that's our natural, do I dare say our natural state? I don't know. I think that might be my natural state other than having to like come back here and do all of the things, you know, like it's interesting because I yeah. was just talking to a friend a couple of days ago and we were talking about how kids are mm. and she made a really good point. She said, it's almost like they don't just drop in here. Cause if they totally mm. dropped in like their whole soul, it would be pretty traumatic. So it's like from the time they're a baby to a certain age, they're easily coming into their bodies. Mm-hmm. And so when you start awakening, it's kind of like you're going back out there. Yeah. But to yeah. me, that's the euphoric. Yes. So I do think we need a balance. Yes. I'm following. I'm following. Between the ground, you know, it's kind of like, grounded and out there but um and I think it's possible to be grounded and be in euphoria I was just gonna say grounding that euphoric integrating it right like you take the euphoria and you integrate it and because we have to like that's I think back to that earth keeper like I I definitely feel like I'm supposed to connect to that light and then ground it into the, the, the earth, right. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not as much as I would love to live, you know, the euphoric can be now it can be grounded in where we are. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
absolutely. It has to be. That's like our mission right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's to like, what is that? Like, um, in the new earth, but like having heaven on earth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, I, I have to admit that like, where's the old like Capricorn 3d part of me. That's like, are you sure about that? I don't know. You're talking to a Virgo. <laughs> so I'm like, that's why I get your Capricorn. Cause my logic will be like, you're crazy. You're out of your mind, you know? And then apparently I learned in Stevie's reading that I have like my Jupiter, my Mars and my moon are all in cancer 12th house. So it's like Pisces and like, she's like this big Pisces energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Like that answers a lot for me, you know, but that North node, I don't know. I love living in the North node piece too. Like I have a Libra third house. So it's like taking the euphoria, right. That you feel and then writing, speaking, sharing. And like, I literally feel like we can take that and integrate it into our living existence. Like how do we make more of how we live every day euphoric in a sense that like seeing the beauty and taking the time to like cook that meal and euphoria is like having what we're doing right now, like having these conversations and connecting with real-time people, even though we're doing it through a screen, I feel so connected to you. Like the second I knew of you, I was like, I know her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that remembering, like, I don't know. So it's, it's taking the euphoria and grounding it into our existence, like right now. Mm. I love that. Oh, that's, that's Um, just holding the light. And that makes me feel like I literally am like, Like, yeah, I know. I just want to like start like, you know, like dancing and like having it be safe in your body to feel that too. Like, yeah. Right. Like, oh, that like kind of how you said, is that safe? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it safe? Um, because I've rejected pleasure and, you know, like feeling good and joy and like, oh my gosh, if you have that, then, you know, when's the the shoe going to drop? Right. I want to tell you, I think I know part of my, the reason that comes up for me is because I had this day recently where I was picking, I picked like gallons of raspberries and I was in euphoria. I was like, my freezer's full. The earth is so abundant. This is amazing. I'm so grateful for this land and these berries. And I was just like, woo, you know, right. right. And then I hear my chickens. I go outside and there is a bear in their run. And I did hear this story of yours. Wait. Yes. I yeah, saw so the, the chicken. Oh. A bear killed one of my chickens. So yeah. I took it as a sign. You can't get too out there. You still got to be here. There's still. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know where I'm going though? Like, I do. I think it comes back to the end. It's not this. Yes. Or that. yes it's yes. holding. Yeah. It's holding the space for the and like, it's not going to be only euphoria. It's not going to be only grief. It's not going to be only joy. You know, it's like the more we can allow that like huge, you know, what is the, what's the, 
the like continuum or, you know, what am I trying to say? Like when you have a spectrum, like uh-huh. the more I allow myself to go to the left or to the right, like, I feel like you come back into that balance, right? The more you're like, okay, I'm allowed to feel, I wrote down, feel all of it mm. because I think it's, it's the end. It's both, right? It's that Libra. I, I see those like scales, like yep. when we're talking about the scales on the forecast, like it's, it's having that balance, right? Like, and knowing that that's part of, you know, the cycle of, of life too, right? Yeah. Like yeah. having all those raspberries in that abundance and like, oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking, you know, and taking that and, and integrating that too. Right. Cause like, yeah, we can't have one or the other. It's both. Yeah. I, you know, and as you just said that something sort of triggered in my mind too, where I realized like when I, when I buried that chicken, Mm -hmm. I had a huge release Mm -hmm. of emotions. Mm -hmm. So that might've been what was actually coming up there. Like, right. You know, like we need to feel, we need to feel it all. Like, you know, we can't ever say like why something happens. I've, I've been trying to stop asking that, but yeah, you totally, I love what you said. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. The more, and the more we're in our bodies, the more we're able to feel right. Like that's why I think I numbed out for so long. Yeah. And then coming back and like, wow, like one, I have a lot to feel, but the more I feel, the more I heal, the more I heal, you know, it's like those levels. Right. But it just, yeah, we're here to feel, we're here to be real. We're here to like, like you said, live like, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's that balance, it's that balance of light and dark and that spectrum, you know, I always, I, I always want to hang on one side, but and not fearing, right? Like when you were talking, I had this, like this fear come up because I think we, we tend to like have fear show up when things are going well, we're like, okay, when am I, when is the bad going to happen? And so I don't know, it's like that surrender and just trusting that we can handle it too. Yeah. And like, maybe just like, it's, just being in the moment, being in the now, the present moment, because it's fine that I was fully enjoying that moment. Right. You no, know? yeah. like it really was. When I look back, I'm like, that was okay. There was nothing. It, this didn't happen because I was in that moment. No, no. That's just life. Like, <laughs> yeah. totally. and then when I buried the chicken, I felt it all too. <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. Like, it's that, it's that both. I don't know. Last year was the big both like the, and like holding space for both for, and yeah. Yeah. And this year is like, okay, you can be in your body and feel it all and not feel everyone. Like I've had to learn, like, I don't have to process everyone else's stuff, you know, as being big feelers and empaths, just learning how to like, okay, I can just feel mine Uh and let other people, you know, feel theirs. Yeah. And it was just one chicken. Like I kind of, I'm like going back to, I'm like sitting with that. Yeah. No, it was. Was there anything like in terms of like, oh, I have to like shift 
the fencing or was there anything like I it was actually my fault really it was a mistake I had one chicken that was getting pecked on really bad by the other ones okay I looked up a solution for it Mm -hmm. and I saw um somebody used a bird seed block in the run to for the chickens but they were doing it in the winter and that's when bears are hibernating. I didn't even think about the bears when I put a bird <laughs> block out there. And that's what drew them into the coop. It wasn't the chickens. Okay. I don't really okay. go for chickens. Um, right. Okay. That he makes went sense. for the bird seed. And then he ate all the bird seed because it, it's like stuck together with fat and they love fat. So he ate all that. And then he went after a chicken. And then when he saw me, he was so scared and like busted out through the chicken wire. <laughs> Yeah. So like, I look at that and like your heart was absolutely in the right place. Yeah. You're learning like literally yeah, exactly. process of like, okay, that was awful. And now I know that like, uh-huh. don't do that until the bur- the bears are hybrid. I mean, that's part of the homesteading piece that yep. like relearning all of these, like, I'm like, I don't know anything about homesteading. I don't know, but I don't know. That excites me because yeah. it's like, you're getting that knowledge and that, um, you know, reverence. Like, I don't know. I, I see this, like you holding like to such a reverent experience of like us coming back to like all this knowledge and the forgiveness of like, Oh my God, I don't know how to do all of this yet. Yeah. I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. Like part of that, um, part of that, documentary that I was telling you about, they thought the coyotes were coming in and eating the chickens. And it turned out, um, it was one of their dogs at night. Oh no! And, a camera. and so here they were, I think they, I think they killed one of the coyotes thinking it was, it was them. Yeah. It wasn't. And so again, it was part of that, like, wow, it's hard to learn these lessons or it's hard to learn these things that will help us in the future. And I just remember being like, Oh my, like they were felt so terrible, but they're like, well, now we know. Yeah. And it turns out like the coyotes were needed to eat, you know, something else that was taking over and just watching everything come back into yeah. balance. It's nature. And it's wild. like it's hard being human and it like is. you have to, I love that you brought up the forgiveness thing. Cause that was the other opportunity that came up in the situation. Yeah. I, I, and I actually got to pat myself on the back because I did forgive myself pretty quickly. Yeah. Cause right. I just was like, how, uh, how would you have known? I'm, I'm pretty good at, I'm almost too good at forgiving myself. When it comes but to like actually, I love stuff. that because I think, I think it's actually really important. I really do think right now forgiveness is coming up a lot for people. Oh yeah. Forgiving themselves. I mean, I have an actual forgiveness protocol that I do and the things that will come out for people is that is huge, right? Like forgiving someone else, forgiving ourselves, like so much hard work is needed because we can shut down um, our hearts, right? If we're not forgiving that's so yeah. true. Yeah. So true. I'm like, I'm like so proud of you. Like I listen to you and you just inspire me so much because it is hard being a human. And like, I can't even imagine like something that holds me back is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be responsible for all these animals. And like, 
I love animals so much that like losing them has been a very, like as a kid, I was traumatized by losing our animals, you know? And yeah. so I kind of like what you said, again, I keep referring back to your podcast when Allison interviewed you, but you were like, when you start to learn this like spiritual awakening, you have faith and that there's something so much greater mm-hmm. than you know, you can, you have peace. Like when there's a loss, like when my, I have a dog that was hit by a car when she was two and I swear she connected with Kaya, my now dog and said, this family's awesome, but like, don't stop really fast. Cause she stopped really fast to go to the bathroom and her collar popped off and she took off. She was like a husky wild, woohoo, like I'm free. And then she was hit by a car. My husband was with her oh, and watched it. It was like the most, one of the most tragic experiences I've ever had. And like, she's still with me. And like, you know, I, I, Kaya was born nine days later when she had passed. And so we didn't know that of course. And we found Kaya months later, it was like right after Christmas in 2011, it was the year Claudia was born. And I remember being like, Sasha totally told you, didn't she? Like that you have to waddle because she wouldn't stop to go to the bathroom. She would just waddle and pee and not stop. And I was like, she told, she told you, didn't she? And I was like, I got you. Like, I just started, I'm like, you have had lives and you've been a human and like, cool. You know, like there's so it's that. And like, oh my gosh, losing a human is, or a pet is like, the hardest thing we will ever go through and you know they communicate on the other side which is also the most beautiful thing after you can process the grief you know right. and that's, along with it you know yeah and that's the thing too about like getting back to the land is you see the cycle of like even com I mean I just think about compost, compost. all the time like yeah. It's just like, (laughs) I have a compost post literally (laughs) sitting in my phone that I wrote about compost. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Compost. Well, you know, I, I buried that chicken Mm -hmm. and I put some little yarrow flowers in her hole and and she's going to come back as the next flowers that grow there. You know, it's just like, we might already be coming back as something else. Like, right. You know, she might be a soul, like a, a human in the next life. Like we don't, yeah. who knows, yeah. but it's like, yeah. how can we just like come to a little more peace with death? Yeah. Oh gosh. That's been a big theme for me. Yeah. 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 I think it's been a huge theme since this whole like COVID thing started uh, right? because right. everybody's afraid to die. You're right. Yeah. There's like death you know, doulas. I'm like, we all need death doulas in our life, like talking about death so we can, we can process this fear, you know, of of dying. Yeah. Yeah. Very important conversation and topic. Like let's, hopefully that will be something that is, comes out more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know my daughter told me, mom, I'm not afraid to die. And I just remember being like, what? you know, like I'm terrified. Like I don't I, really? actually, I think I'm more terrified of other people 
dying than myself. Yeah. I, I love, yeah. I love so hard. You know, I, yeah. I wrote that. I wrote a post called like, you know, love hard, grieve hard. And, and that's the whole, this whole theme is like, we love so hard, you know, that of course we're going to grieve so hard. Like, let's just, that's just the process, you know, yeah. like it's all about love. Like yeah. it's, we're afraid because we love right? And mm-hmm. aren't love and fear, like, I don't know, the, like some will say it's the opposite, right? Like love and fear are the opposite. And like, yeah, and you can come back, I mean, into that love, right? But of course, we're, we love so hard that we don't want to, we don't want to lose, you know? Yeah. But in the grief is, isn't there so much beauty and grief? I mean, yeah, it's like the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life, but I'm always shocked. I should not be shocked at this point, but I'm always shocked at what comes out on the other side. You know, yes, it connects you to the other side sometimes, yeah. like to yeah. the other side. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. happened no, like, for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, how does that it, show up for you? With sort your- of the same thing as, looking at the shadow yeah because we're afraid of death you know yeah. it's like what if we just connected with the other side what if we confronted it and connected with the other side instead and reconnected you know rather yeah. than thinking oh it's that this person's like not here anymore right right like this whole you know i've been able to hear um ancestors like say things to people during like I'll say something or like that's what my grandmother said or I'll sing a song and they're like that's the song my uncle used to sing and like like you get goosebumps you're like oh my gosh like they're here like you know like it's my throat's like closing up (laughs) but my um I had doves coming like every single day I'm seeing their little feather because I suck their feather, but I had like a spirit session and she's like, your grandmother, you know, wants to come in. She's so excited. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I was, I, I hadn't personally connected with her. So I thought, and I had just birds and birds and birds just kept coming like hawks and doves and hummingbirds would just be like, you know, hanging yeah. out. And she was yeah. like, well, she calls you birdie. Oh. And I'm like, I just, I was like, that's all I needed to know. Like, and so like, literally I'll have doves you know just come in and they have a message and then that's my grandmother you know like now that I know that I've been connecting with her not always like I'll have that intention it doesn't always just magically come through right right but when it's when it's aligned and when it's purposeful and when it's Mm -hmm. necessary yeah oh my gosh does it ever come through those synchronicities that you're like oh my gosh so cool I was going to tell you that we, it was my birthday and it was the first birthday without my mom and my dad had passed away like long before then. And we're, uh, I was opening some presents. I was really depressed to be honest with you. I didn't want to be on this ski trip with everybody. Like they kind of dragged me on my birthday and I was like, it's my birthday. I'm like, I don't even want to be here. If I want to, like I share my birthday with my father-in-law. I'm like, I don't want to share my birthday. Like, I just want to be home, like crying, you know, but I'm there like opening these gifts and two Cardinals fly up and just sit on the windowsill and look in at us. And 
not just my mother-in-law, not just me, but also my sister-in-law, we all thought the same thing that that was my parents. parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. My mom and I actually just, I told her about doves and I looked up doves and her and I, so we've had a lot of connection lately because she said, well, I have a cardinal that talks to me. I wonder what that means. And so I looked it up and sent it to her because I've been, you know, sharing with her, like we can connect, like, Mm -hmm. If you're needing some guidance, like my mom, who's my grandmother, you know, I said, she's available. Like you, she's like, no, no, no. You just have that Carrie. I don't have that. And I was like, actually you do like you so have that. And like, yeah, I gave my mom a Reiki session and she was just like, when she was here a couple years ago and um, she was like, whoa, what was that? You know, like, I think it, you know, it was a cool, it was a very healing experience for both of us. Cause I don't think she was really, you know, cared for and given that nurturing love that yeah. she so craved. So anyways, I brought up the Cardinals, like there's Cardinals. I love Cardinals. We don't have any in Colorado. And so when you oh, said really? two Cardinals, yeah. When you said two Cardinals, I was like, I just love them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy too. Cause like it was, winter and there was snow everywhere and like yeah they they're still out but it's still like you don't see them all the time so it was really pretty wild but the the only other thing I was going to say is that with people being gone it's really interesting for me I actually feel more connected with my mom now wow than I did when she was alive that's amazing that's wild, but it is wild. I believe, because, it. I believe it. Well, she felt more comfortable uh, you said on that. the other side, I think. And yeah. so I think there's, you know, there's just a lot of karmic stuff. So mm-hmm. it, I kind of feel like maybe we're a team yeah. <laughs> working like through this whole like her self, you know, yes. like yes. use her gifts and like be doing what what she's here like in this moment in time for the two of you you're both in like this beautiful space to be doing the work together exactly yeah yep yeah when you were telling me about your mom or when you were sharing in the podcast about your mom I was like wow like she obviously was super gifted and to me feel a little ahead of her time like I almost saw like a Stevie Nicks or something you know it's funny because uh Stevie our astrologer friend, Stevie, I had her read my mom's chart and she said, it almost looks like she came in a little ahead of her time. Yeah. I was going to say she feels to me, she felt like advanced, like ahead of her time. Yeah. But it was weird because there's also this, just all this 3d bullshit that was in the way of our like Ah. connection. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like, when that cleared out and mm-hmm. she's on the other side and then I had my awakening, it was like, we truly met, like I'm figuring out who she was now because yeah. I'm starting to see what she was going through. She, I think she was going through a spiritual awakening or when had I, through it or what, whatever, however you want to put it. So right. anyway, sometimes when I'm thinking about her, I'll feel her like, I, she's right with me. I feel her laugh with me and stuff. Like it's just nuts. So I just, the death thing for me is just like, no, that's not just it. Like your soul is infinite. Like 
Yes. Your energy lives on. And like, I feel like that can help you through grief. If you understand that too, you're more at peace with death. I think it's huge. Like when you were telling that story, you know, when I was listening to your interview, I think, you know, there's another book, I think it's called like bringing, bringing the light, bringing the light or something. Anyways, it's probably like a many lives, many masters, but I feel like that is my learning has been helping me get, you know, move through this fear of death, knowing that souls have many journeys and that where we choose, you know, our path and we come in and our timing is right on time. Right. Like, yeah. And as we're talking, I hear a crow out, it's like, like outside, like that you're talking. Yeah. There's (laughs) no crow. It has a lot to say out there. You know what crows are, right? Like messengers, right? They're like, well, they're also sort of a symbol of death because (gasps) they hang around battlefields and, um, interesting. Yeah. yeah, They, they hang around where things are going to die because then they go. So yeah, I love crows. Like, (laughs) I don't know. People are like, I remember I had a session where a crow showed up for someone and she's like, oh, that scares me because of death. Her Uh daughter was super ill. And she said, don't tell me, don't tell me you see a crow. And then, oh, here it's in the animal spirit guide. And I said to her, oh, 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 I said, this is a really, I see this as a beautiful symbol for you and, and your daughter. And she's like, really? And it was interesting because she totally, it didn't bother her anymore because I'm trying to find my air. I swear this little book, I'm surprised it's still here together, but it's spiritually, <laughs> spiritually strong, creative, watchful. The crow has long been a symbol of magic. The crow personality is drawn to the supernatural and has a gift for seeing the unseen, knowing the unknown. It says that the crow holds within its mind's eye the three realities, past, present, and future. Crow energy is potent and should be tapped into when the mind is clear. Those with crow tendencies must balance their life with a healthy diet, joyful friends, and regular self-study. And it just says, when in balance, psychic, strong, and clear. Mm-hmm. And then to bring into balance daily meditation when out of balance, ungrounded and hypersensitive. So when I read her that she's like, oh my gosh, my daughter's not going to die. And I was like, no, like, she said she had a crow literally the whole walk taught like, like when she was out on a walk and she's like, go away. Like, I don't want you around. You represent death. Right. Yeah. I had a crow for her. And I shared and she's like, oh my gosh, like, this is good news. Like, I don't have to relate it with my daughter's going to die. Right. Like this is, and we're getting clarity, like we're getting clarity on her healing. And anyways, it was like this beautiful, I was like, yeah, I kind of love, like, I kind of love crows. Like yeah, that, that one year I really connected with them and just was so happy to like see crows. Like, yeah. Cause you kind of see like, oh, it's you know, death, which I hear what you're saying too. Like it's both. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. It's it, and everything is, everything has the different, I just thought because yeah. we were talking about death, it was right. interesting that it came yeah. up. Yeah, but totally. And the I've whole, seen myself as a crow too. Like psychic, strong, clear, like messages and yeah. And they're yeah. really smart, really, really smart. Yeah. I didn't know they were, I mean, I would assume they are. I don't know why. I just, 
I don't know. I just think birds are, I just love birds. So yeah. And you can call me birdie. <laughs> I love <laughs> really it. Nickname. I was like, ah, yeah. I don't know if either I've been a bird or I want to be a bird or I just bird. Well, they, they are like spiritual messengers. They, <sighs> they bring in like the eighth dimension or something to us. Okay. Like they bring okay. in codes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like related to the ever, I just, I think I got that from, there's a part of me that knows that. And then I know. you just do, you don't even have to explain it. I just know when you're like, yeah, I started knowing all these things. And I'm like, I get you. I get yeah. you. I've seen things in sessions where I'm just like, wow. Okay. Now you know it. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. But have you ever heard like a wood thrush? the ones in the woods that are like, like they go crazy. They sound like a video game or something. Yes. Yes. Holy light codes, Batman. Like that song. I mean, I can just bathe in that song when I'm sitting in the woods. That's cool. And I don't know what it's doing. I just know it feels so good. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Singing your song. It all comes birds. I also think are great for that throat healing, you know, just because oh yeah, that song, like they sing their song. And I mean, literally a crow is totally hanging out right now. I just heard him. Did you hear? Him? Okay. Uh-huh. And my windows, it's like super like the veil. You just are like veil thin, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm like the window, I have my window open and it's like cool. And my, um, my curtains are like blowing and I'm like, oof. Like I feel this big shift right now, right? Uh huh. The season that we're going into, it happened early. Yeah, early. yeah. it's it's not super early here, but I'm feeling okay. it today, big time. Like I'm, I'm drinking I'm my energy, energy. Energy. The veil is thinning to me way sooner than it has in the past. Don't mm. you think? Oh well, I just think it's been. Or so is it even just I, thin? It's just gone. Well. <laughs> gone yet but I just had this conversation with actually one of my my mom's best friend I read her her astrology chart so cool um she was bringing so much healing like all oh my god I love it (laughs) I'm sorry I'm like to all these women that you're speaking with that are you know older than I just I think it's beautiful Yay. Okay. That's cool to hear because I don't even think about it. I just do, I'm just doing my thing and yeah, following my cool. It's all through your mom too. Like you're working through her friends. And okay, keep going. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but I was like, that (laughs) is so cool. (laughs) Talking about getting a lot of signs from her deceased husband lately. And I told her the veils are getting thinner. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the time of year, it's what we're going through. Mm-hmm. It's this change Absolutely. of ages. Like that's that's why we're seeing so much. Totally. That's why we're seeing lift shadow, <laughs> the, the collective right? shadow. Is up. The veil is getting thinner. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're closer to it and to see it, you know, is to heal it. So let yeah. it rise. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to say rise, creating. just to rise. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? And keep creating. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it doesn't rise too high and make sure we're still in our joy and our euphoria and yeah. 
balancing it all. Yeah. Yeah. Keep picking the raspberries. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I like feel these like t-shirts coming out or something like these graphics and these sayings. (laughs) Like we don't even need to talk to each other. We'll just wear things that say, keep picking the raspberries, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Oh, little like code messages. You know what I like? I I just changed my word from love to like for some reason. (laughs) What I love is people wearing shirts that say love Mm-hmm. Shirt, shirt. I just am like, I used to think like, oh, cheesy, whatever. Oh, but like now know. I'm like, so cliche. I want a shirt that says love really big on it and I want to wear it everywhere. <laughs> I have, um, I have a sweatshirt and I think it, it says like love, like it says something about love really big. And I've kept it all. Like I'm a big, like purger, like constantly paring down and I've never gotten rid of that sweatshirt. I mean, there's power in putting words out for people to see, even like my daughter has her water bottle and she got the coolest like smile. And like, um, I let her pick them and one was like wild child, but smile. And I was like, Oh, like, I don't know. I think it's important. So back to the, I always want to have a shirt that says love. You know what I like about that too is or what I love. Why do I keep changing love to like when I'm trying to talk about love? That's so know. weird. Anyway, I'm slipping. It's all good. I think I'm worried I'll be too repetitive. Um like you, there's that study uh that that he's a Japanese scientist did about the water. I knew you were going there. Yes, like yep, the yep. right. Yes, so yes. About not just putting the words on your water, but on your right. body. Right. And for other people to read them and see yeah, them. And yeah. Yeah. There's that, there's that like creating versus trying to fight the old, yes. you know, because a part of me, like I have, I have a t-shirt from health freedom for humanity, uh-huh. which actually there's nothing wrong with those words at all. Right. But I feel like the fucking rebel when I go out wearing that. And it's actually hilarious that those words make me feel like a rebel. Like a rebel. (laughs) Freedom for humanity. You're like, isn't that pretty normal to want (laughs) freedom for humanity? You're like, I get you though. Like we're in a space right now where those things feel very rebellious because- Yeah, it's not quite welcomed right now. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's Those funny. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's not. I saw a shirt the other day that said defund the media. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to be like, will you be my friend? Okay. No <laughs> kidding. I'm with that. I will say yes. Yes. But I yeah, do. the the good, good shirts. Maybe switch them up, you know, dip into the light and the shadow. Yeah, I'm going to pull out. <laughs> I know I need to, I, I mean, I definitely go there on my own. Yeah. I tend to want to shine more light, Yeah, but I will share. I know I'm here to share my shadow and teach from both sides versus only being like, this is awesome. Like I'll have to be like, okay, this is what I went through. And this is how I came out on the other side. Like it's definitely the both, you know, the, and yeah, yeah. Like, I did this and you know, this is how I was able to like process or grow or learn from something. Cause 
I like to dive. Woof, I laugh because um, I hope that this comes out. I, I want to either like write, like Stevie was like, you're going to write a children's book or something. And I saw my character, maybe her name is Birdie. I don't know. I was in my client session and we were both like, she's, her dad's writing a book. And I'm like, you're going to write a book. And we started like naming things and seeing things. And she shared like stories with her daughter. And I was like, that's a book. That story is a book that, you know, you just shared with me. And then I was telling her about mine and she was like, oh, I can't wait to see Birdie. Like, I can't wait to see Birdie have all these experiences. And one of them was, I said, I feel like I'm like a person, like as a being, I have fins and I have wings. Like I don't, so I have fins to go deep into the water. And then I have wings to like carry me up and out. And like, I don't have one, I have both. And then I pulled, I like full goosebumps. I pulled a card from my sacred rebels deck and I'm not kidding. They said, you're, it was like, um, against the grain, I think is the name of, was the name of the card. And it literally described, I could do not a human that had fins and wings. And I was like, I've never heard of this. Like it was so crazy. So I was like, that's what I am. Like, we're all, I mean, I'm just here to go with my fins and like go deep. And then I even say, I'm like a whale, like a whale, like that goes deep and then has to come up to the light. Like, I'll be like, I'm going on my whale, my whale walk, you know? Um, and I think of whales that way too, but anyways, birdie has fins and wings. (laughs) So I don't know what I'm going to create with that, but I feel like I have something to birdie's going to go on some adventures. (laughs) This is so interesting because I just wrote a fairy tale two days ago and I told my friend about it and she told me she's, she wrote a children's book gosh look at this it's crazy like <laughs> oh my gosh coming yeah, out they're coming out and maybe that's just another layer you know to help these these kids who are who are incarnating right now to yeah. to feel normal you know because yeah. like yeah my daughter helped me see that she's totally like she's here more, but for a long time, it was like, she's, she's like, so in the clouds, you know? Mm -hmm. So she's like a fish out of the water, you know, like here right now, she's, she's becoming more of herself and you can see her becoming more confident in her like earthly body. Wow. She's like a fish out of water. And she literally like her feet are like fish. Like she can barely, she would like fall all the time and like, and she like walks on her toes and anyways like it's cool to see her coming into her body too so maybe that's the theme like needing to be embodied we're going to be writing these books growing things on the land feeling it all (laughs) I love this Carrie this has just turned into a new earth like brainstorm session I love it my notes like I have all these you can keep going on the notes I told, yeah. I told you I didn't I told you, you were like we're gonna wing it and I was like can we please because anytime I try to like force something or like like you know my head gets to like oh my gosh you're not gonna tell a story that means that makes sense I'm like who cares I yeah. don't do that you know I'm not someone that's 
anytime I've, they're like, write your speech. I'm like, I don't know. I can't write a speech, but I'll just get up and talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't have me write the speech, but I'll have to read your fairy tale. Like, do you plan on publishing? Or do, uh, do I don't publish? know. I, I, okay. so it's funny. It's not, I read it to my friend and she was like, I'd read that to my kids, but it actually was for me to cope with Mm -hmm. like what's going on in the world. I wrote a fairy tale version of what's happening in the world right now. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So what's really cool though, I got to write the end. Ooh, write it. Can you write the ends please? I did. Oh, you already wrote the ends. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the end is happening. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. And it's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's it's all the things we're talking about. That's cool. And and it brought me, it gave me a lot of answers to questions I had. Mm. And it helped me just laugh. Just good. Good. It's good. Simplify it all to a point that I could just laugh about it. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm trying to decide if I want to like share it or not, because maybe it becomes like, I don't even like a series or maybe it's something that you put. I feel like it needs to be shared of some, like some sort, like it'll make sense when it makes sense. Yeah. Like right after I wrote it, I was like, I think I need to illustrate this. And my husband's like a really, really creative writer. And he had all these like characters in mind yeah, and I was like, like I an illustration. I want to see it. I was like visualizing what he, these characters he was coming up with. And then that's cool. And so I was all like pumped on it. But then I was like, I don't know if like that's where I want to put my energy. I don't know. So we'll just see. I was like, it yeah. might have just been an exercise for me. But another part of me is also like, man, I kind of just want to share this because it's so, it helped me. And like, I think it's if kind you of read it like on the podcast or something like share the story about it on the podcast. I don't know. Yeah. I thought about maybe just like sharing it on Instagram. Okay. But you'll know I, I'm marinating on it. Know. Yeah. I'm marinating on it. Because <laughs> you were saying how you were writing a letter to someone, right? Like a friend. And that ended up being like, I don't know if you called it a eulogy, but it ended up being something like for your mom and yeah. your mom speaking. And then you shared that. Um, it's, it's so cool. Like trusting in all of that and the process and it's, I don't know, writing to me is so healing. I've been doing so much more of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, not even anything that's like your idea. It just, it's that like, just comes through. Yep. Right. So I get excited to, you know, that card back to that black egg. I was like, oh my gosh, like the writing, the speaking, the uh-huh. sharing that, that needs to come out, you know? Yeah. I, it, you made me think of a fairy tale when you read the card actually. Yay. So, interesting. Yay. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see what, we'll see what's our, what's coming in the, what's in the works. You I'm know sure what we need, Carrie, we need a, we need one of us to become a publisher, I think, mm. because my friend was trying to get her stuff published and was having a hard time. Getting it, like I know a lot of people self-publish. I have a friend coming over tomorrow who published a book, so I can ask her. And then the other woman I was working with said she knew a children's book publisher, mm-hmm. and she's working to get her dad's book published right now. Super cool story. 
Um, so let's just put that out there that we need, like when Stevie was like, you're supposed to write a book. I was like, cool. Like I used to write songs and I don't like, just, I get so excited to connect with that again, to like, yes. even, like hold space that that's, that can happen, you know? Do you draw or anything? Um, I would not consider myself a talented, like artist in that way, like drawing. Um, but I love writing. And like, when you said, like, do you want to be on the podcast speaking and like sharing and getting more comfortable with just this dialogue Yeah, um, and having more conversations like this, but drawing, I love painting. Like, I think I would I like, I don't know. I haven't allowed my, I used to like render, like draw like clothes and I would pick more fabrics. So I like taking like inspiration from colors and fabrics and collage and like yeah. flowers and, you know, like I like to pick it, but I don't know if I'm necessarily the one that makes it, but I would love to write it uh-huh. and then be able to say like, that's what I need it to look like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I like to write. I like to use my, like, I like to write um, and paint, but I wouldn't say as this birdie character, (laughs) I can see you and it's like, you're this little fairy with this tiny little pen with like a pink felt tip and you're just writing so fast. (laughs) I feel sometimes I'm like, (laughs) and I was typing, I was like typing so fast, you know, I'd be like, I'd be like. I don't know what just happened, but I just like, like wrote really fast, but I connect, I pulled my paper and my pen back out. And I was like, I like the right, like to actually write, you know, yes. yeah. but I do have, yeah, I very right brained, but they, always, I was always told like my logic could become like my, I don't say devastation, but like the more I can channel my creativity and like be in the space, the better feels so good to like, let the logic take a back seat. Yeah. And have no answers and right. Yeah. <laughs> be birdie. Right. Just like, Oh yeah. I could just, be, I just want to be birdie. That sounds good. <laughs> Thank do you. you, are do you draw? I know I am birdie. Do you draw? I do. I, I went you to art do. school. Oh, yeah. you did. That's right. You did say you went to Boston to go to art school. Yeah. So okay. no, I'm I was just kidding. curious because there's a lot of creativity that comes through you and like I'm my curious. daughter and my son both draw and my husband is a very, he's, he hasn't drawn in a long time. He literally has an empty um, pad of paper with like all of these, you know, high quality pencils sitting there. Mm-hmm. So I always said, maybe like, all three of my people I live with, I feel like have more of that drawing quality than I do. I did draw a lot as a kid. So who knows, maybe that's something that will come out if I just allow it. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just already trying to picture like the uh, illustrations. That's what, that was my next question. Who's going to illustrate it? You know, know. have you ever seen Peter Kelly's book, like earth for hot earth? I think it's like Earth for Kids. And then she has another book called Earth is Hiring. Okay. And I want, I think what I need to do is just buy her kids book. Uh-huh. And like, so I like kids books better than adult books. Um, <laughs> I would rather just like have a million kids books, you know? So 
I don't know. I think I'd love to like one of my family members to like illustrate it if they'd be open to that. But yeah, I don't know. You know who I, I love is Shel Silverstein. Oh, hello. I just Shel picked up, I, I've always kept his books since I was a kid, like through yeah, all my moves. Me too. me too. And I just picked up one of his books the other day when like, I guess it was just like, everything felt so heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, I need to get out of this. And I just picked up his books and I'm sitting on the couch laughing. It just brought me back to my inner child. Like, okay, which one's your favorite? I have one. Which one's your favorite book? Which one's your, I picked up, I think I picked up where the, oh, not the, do you have like a poem that like my favorite one is the one where he forgets his pants, like where, where he wakes up and he goes to school and he doesn't have any pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Know that one? I can't remember that. Which okay. book is it? In? I'll have to. I'll send it to you. Yeah, send I think it it's to where me. the sidewalk ends. Okay. And that is like I was like that's my worst nightmare. Like I have dreams where I don't have pants on, and I'm like in places, and I wonder if it's from that, like poetry too. Like I think on, that's classic though too. That's like yeah. a classic dream. Yeah, I'll have to send you when we're done. I'll have to send you. We'll have yeah. to send each other like our favorite, but yeah, you totally. I think another theme here is like coming back to play and like, yes, yes. what we love. You yeah. kept saying, yeah, the love piece, like coming back to like what lights you up, like your light always wins. Like that sold me. I was like, what? There's a podcast called the light always wins. That's ah. funny. Yeah. That just came to me. I just, it, it was the first name and I couldn't, I was trying to brainstorm and I was like, Nope, that's it. And then I woke up one morning and I was like, Oh my God, the acronym is law. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I got the picture of the weighing of the feather in the heart. Yeah. And it just, it all came to me divinely, honestly, like who, I can't who explain it. Who made the, your cover? I did. Yeah. You did. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I couldn't like, I just, it came to me. Oh my gosh. I, like, I can't explain like, I just love explain it. it any other way, but, um, divine. It was, just- I gotta say you, your energy brings out that mm-hmm. wanting to play, wanting to be in joy. Like, oh, I just really appreciate that about you. I hope you know oh, you have that. You. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know if I've even like allowed myself to I'm going to receive that. Like I'm working on receiving more. So thank you. Like, I love that you mirrored that to me. Like, I think we both have a playful energy that's coming out. Yeah. You know, like, like I just saw your apple pies, right? Like that's how we started. Like we connected was like pies. And I was like, so excited. Like I like pie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I want to be her neighbor. She made her neighbor pies. I want to be your neighbor. Like, and that's not using your brain or your logic. It's like yeah. letting your, your gut, your sacral guide you and just being like playful. It's like, yeah, yes. Like, and if we, I don't know if we could do more of that, like being with you too, I feel like it's just a beautiful reciprocity. Like yeah. it's a reciprocated experience because like we might do that for each other, but thank you for, for saying that. Cause like you just, I don't know. I was like, I'm just drawn to you, but I can go, you know, heavy. So it's interesting that I'm 
feeling more um, like bouncy, like, you know? Yeah. Like no, and I'm the same way. At yeah. brief, I think we just needed each other. We did. <laughs> I was like the little kid that we never were like that. We needed each other. Like yeah. our child, I think, is like lit up and happy together. Yeah. Because you know? I mean, this, this, my farm here is called Windy Town, Windy Town Farms. Yeah. And, yeah. and it is that vision of like, it's like in my mind, I picture it like a Candyland board game. Oh my gosh. You know? And yes, it's like, I love Candyland. Okay, yes, keep going. What if, so, what if we take these kind of energies through my pen? What was that? <laughs> through my pen? <laughs> so excited when you said Candyland. I was like, Candyland. Yes. <laughs> like then just threw a just just went across the room. Okay, keep going. Sorry, Candyland. What if we what if we all start working on this like what is our land? What is our town? What is our fairy tale? Like what oh what if we start working on that? I mean, isn't that what we've been talking about here? Really? If you think back to being a kid, you're pretty innocent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't have all these programs that say you've got to go to work. You've got to, you know, you should be doing that, you know, like you don't have that control. I mean, people's parents are definitely, you know, can be that for them, but Totally. Like that's where if go we back to the, creating. Yes. Yes. Come create from that space. Yes. 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 I'm yeah. I'm a little obsessed. Cause like Candyland, I, <laughs> I just I, like Candyland was like my favorite. Like I live in like Care Bear candy, Candyland world. Yeah. Like I would sing myself songs. I'm not kidding. I'd be like, there's nothing wrong with feeling grumpy. Like that's how I got through was like, I memorized this entire Care Bear book. Wow. And like, I would carry around a little Fisher price, like tape player. Yeah. And so it, they just, I would channel them. I'm not kidding. And I'd be like, okay, today it was like, love a lot bear. Like today I need friendship bear today. I need tender heart bear. And so oh my gosh, I'm thinking of like, you know, you're like the candy land and like, I don't know. I got so like that imagery I got so excited to like lick my lolly like I couldn't I love getting that lollipop card <laughs> a happy little kid right now I'm like I'm like a kid in a candy store like yes more lollipops yeah dude like when my husband and I, I first us. met there was this like I had this oh, I'll try to make a long story short but I got really really we used to be in punk bands and I got like really wasted one night and I was pointing to my Texas tattoo on my arm and I was going, you see this, this is a windy town right here. This is a windy town. Oh my and God. That's where windy town came from. Oh and then God. when I met my husband, he saw what it was. We oh would just God. brainstorm like, oh yeah, everyone drives around like power wheels, convertibles and like you get good mail every day and you can oh do whatever God. job you want to do and like there's I like wind cream right so like yeah. why don't we all live there <laughs> like I realized well, I I would like to move there <laughs> 
If you'd like to get in touch with Carrie, you can find her on Instagram at Carrie Sosha, and you can email her at CarrieSosha at gmail.com. And if you'd like to listen to the episode she references about my journey, that is episode seven. And can you guys do me a little favor? If you enjoy this podcast, would you mind leaving a review or clicking the five stars? I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, remember, light always wins.